AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Hey, you. So listen, I have been so excited about the conversation we have been having about sisterhood all month long. One of the things I love about these conversations is that it gives us an opportunity to explore the beauty, the complications, the frustrations, the triumphs of sisterhood. I knew that we could not have a conversation about sisterhood, though, without getting an expert in the mix. Okay, so I have asked Dr. Love McPherson to join us. She has over two decades of mental health experience. She's a captivating speaker, an amazing author, but most importantly, she is someone who recognizes that she was born to do the very thing that she is doing right now. Let me tell you why I want her to be a part of it, because in sisterhood, sometimes you need a third party to help translate. I am reminded of Martha and Mary, and Martha was busy, Jesus was visiting, and she was doing what needed to be done in the home. Mary sitting down at his feet. She goes up to Jesus. She's like, hey, why why don't you do something about this? And Jesus translates for her exactly where her sister is and what value and honor she can take from the position her sister is in. 
different expressions of what should be done in any moment, different postures for how they were showing up in that particular moment. And yet because of translation, there was a level setting. I'm hoping that as you are watching this or listening to this podcast, that you have an opportunity to bring to mind one of your sisters. Maybe you guys didn't share the same household. Maybe instead you met somewhere along the way of life. I want you to take a moment and bring her to your mind. What do you enjoy about her? What do you love about her? Where are you hopeful that you all will stay connected? Where are you fearful that you all could grow apart? You can bring your truth here. You can be safe here because Dr. Love is going to lead us into loving her in every stage of life. Let's go. Dr. Love, I have a question for you. <laughs> We're diving right into <laughs> okay, it. Okay. <laughs> If your older sister could introduce you, how would she introduce you? You have this incredible pedigree with all of these dynamic achievements. You're a world changer. You are a viral superstar. You are constantly, uh, you're constantly featured on different news programs. You've got books and resources. Your social media platform is a resource within itself. Anytime we go in there, we have had therapy. But your sister, who's seen the whole story, if she could introduce you, how would she introduce you? I would hope that she would introduce me as friend mm. because you have a choice of your friendships. Wow. And sisters, I didn't have a choice. We were raised in the same house no matter what. Yeah. But if you but at the point in which you choose someone, and if she chose me and she has chosen me and I have chosen her, I would love the honor of being called her friend. Have you all always been friends or did you have to like work into that? That's a that's a good question. I was just telling my daughter about this. My I have eight siblings. Okay. My oldest brother is 10 years older than me. My youngest brother is 10 years younger than wow. me. And so there's a wide span. I didn't really know my older sister until she started dating. Mm. And because I was with my brother, so I'm out throwing. He was a football player and things. He's one year older than me. So we would just play ball all the time. I was just grew up playing ball. <laughs> and so um, my sister, once she started dating, we started talking. And that's when I started relating to her. Like in, in like she was in high school and I was kind of right there at eighth grade or something like mm. that and freshman and senior and things like that. That's when we began to, to form a relationship. But once we formed a relationship, it was absolutely inseparable. Wow. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about sisterhood all this month at Woman Evolve and I love that we have you as a relationship expert who's not just focusing on romantic relationships but relationships in general and one of the things that I have discovered in sisterhood is that it can be sometimes challenging to watch your sister go through something that mm -hmm. you can't protect her from that she's not wanting to accept your advice about how do we handle the moments in life where our sisterhood is more sisterhood than friendship? You know, I think that we have to, first of all, separate ourselves because what can happen to us is that we can feel a sense of rejection mm -hmm. when they don't do what we want them to do. Mm -hmm. We want to control the relationship and control their behaviors. But there is a season where you just have to accept and you have to not always offer unsolicited advice. You, you have to sometimes just rest in their foolishness, mm -hmm. <laughs> rest in their bad decisions, um, and then, you know, just, just still honor them because there's a season where they will come back out 
And you need to be that voice where they say, I remember when I was going through this, that person was there. You'll never forget the people who abandoned you. You'll never forget the people who stood by you when it wasn't even popular to stand by you. And so I think that at the times where there it's not popular to stand by your sisters (laughs) and, and, you know, I, I categorize categorize that actually in three parts that you 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 stand by your sisters through the I will nevers when you say I'll never let this happen I'll never do the I will nevers is a personal vow that you make unto yourself Mm. but what happens is you guard that you don't allow God to guard that you guard that with your own such uh, uh, your own 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 thing and and that is an act of fear and it comes those vows come through pain Mm. it becomes from hurt somebody hurt you or betrayed you I'll never let a man do this to me I'll never let a person or a female do this to me the other one is the I can'ts Mm. You have to love your sisters through that I can't, where you feel like, yes, you can, but the insecurity shows up. You have to still be there for them and love them through the I can'ts. And then the the rebellious stage is the I won'ts. And the oh, I won'ts, nope, I will not, I will not. And sometimes you just want to walk away. Uh, but those who are really called to be your sisters and those who are your sisters, you have to stay with them through all three of those stages of their lives that will show up at some point, usually um, in everybody's life. Okay, now I'm going to ask you a very deep question. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Like in a world where we are encouraging boundaries, where we're talking about whether a person is safe or unsafe, if we have someone who we have been in relationship with, whether they're sisters because we're family or sisters because we've been friends for a long time and we notice that they're going through a season that is damaging, what is the fine line between supporting them but now that I'm supporting you, it's also discouraging me. Like there's a difference, I think. Like how do you discover that line and then how do you create that distance and still maintain sisterhood or can you? You can because you have to define your boundaries because at a point in which your toxicity is affecting me and I'm not birthing on the earth what I need to be birthing mm. and, and bring into fruition what I need to be bringing in fruition, then I have to separate myself. And this is the thing. A lot of times we look at that as being harsh, but guess what? God says unconditional love. He will give you unconditional love, but he never promised you unconditional relationship. Wow. He has a whole hell for people who he's yeah. not in unconditional relationship with. And so he will separate himself. Why? Because he doesn't love you? No, it's not because he doesn't love you. It's because his assignment. It's because of who he is. So when you know your assignment on the earth, you've got to protect your assignment. You've got to protect the, the, the what you have been called to do. And if that means to separate yourself and sl- put boundaries there, you absolutely must do it because of what's on your life. Mm. Okay. <laughs> that helped us. <laughs> that helped. Well, I do think that at the end of the day, I think in the highest version of ourselves, uh, especially as women, I feel like female relationships, friendships 
are just as romanticized as mm-hmm. Prince Charming and finding the one and having sisters. And then you have people who have complicated relationships with women. Sometimes it's because of our own trauma coming to the table. Mm. Sometimes it's the combination of trauma or a person who's just underdeveloped in an area where we have grown. When we talk about underdevelopment in an area where we have grown, especially as sisters, how do we maintain honor even when it feels like we're outgrowing someone without being arrogant? You know, first of all, let's let's look at this. Honor, actually, there's two types of honor. Okay. There is ascribed honor and there is achieved honor. Mm. And so ascribed honor is nothing that you have done to earn it. You could be born in the royal family and we have to honor you, not because of any achievement. Achieved honor is something that you've done. This is what trips us up all the time, especially on social media because we're comparing ourselves and we, we are, we're searching for achieved honor and we're comparing it to other people who have achieved higher. Yeah. And that can be a, a distraction. Now, when we're talking about ascribed honor because it's nothing that you have done but it is because of who you are what you're looking at is sisters who don't see themselves Mm. and because they don't see themselves and they can only see you and see what you are then that's when the toxicity shows up that's when they turn on themselves and but expect you to stay loyal to them while they have turned on themselves Mm. they you they want you to be loyal and, and trustworthy while they are betraying themselves because trauma will distort how you see yourself once they once you take off the the ascribed honor of being born in the being made in the image and the likeness of God. Now let's think about sisterhood first of all. Let's just look at our sisters. First of all, there is nothing that you can look at on this earth in human form, in buildings or whatever that was not produced through the portals of a woman. Mm. We are the surrogate of God. Mm. That is an ascribed honor to us. Whether we are birthing children or birthing visions or birthing conferences or whatever the case may be, God ascribed honor to us. So first of all, we all have to look at our sisters with the ascribed honor that God did, that as the portals of humankind, okay? However, when the person has lost their image, and has been defeated by the lies, just like in the garden, if they've been, uh, 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 they have lost their sense of who they are, you can't give it back. And a lot of times we will take too much superpower upon ourselves as though us, we will love them back to life. We can't love anybody back to life. We can love them, but their life has to come from God. We cannot assert the the power and what the Holy Spirit is here to do. We can't take on that kind of thing. They have to come to themselves and, 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 and rise up. But as far as what you're saying is how do we separate and feel uh, kind of almost like not feel guilty mm-hmm. for setting boundaries? And like not judging them. Because I think that happens a lot where we're like, you know, I just outgrew the relationship or, you know, they're so immature. And I think what you're saying really relies on a sense of compassion for that person, a sense of grace for that person, while also maintaining the boundaries that keeps that person from inflicting harm on you. Yes. And this is the thing. Check your heart. As long as you are honoring them in your heart, but separating them in relationship, 
you're good mm. because there's two places. You know, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will not allow Satan to speak in my ear that's forsaking and turn my heart against you. Yeah. Now, we make sure that our heart is not forsaken in judging our sisters mm-hmm. because we don't know where they're what they're going through. But at the same time, we're still because of our assignment, we still have to protect mm. until they get, get get there. And so so here's the thing. When you talk about sisterhood, when you talk about friendships, first of all, a lot of times we just take that friend and we just generic it. But there are different levels of friendship. And the social media has definitely muddied the water. Yeah. It has muddied. So they're friends by default. You're my friend just because <clears throat> I happened, you were hired at the same company as me and we work in the same thing. You're my, you know, friend because you just happened to be my sister and you were born in the family. You, you're my cousin. You, you're not really my friend. You're a friend by default. Mm. You're not even somebody I've chosen. It's somebody, proximity, I was forced to be around. Now, don't get that confused with your sister friends. Yeah. The sister friends are those people who know where the bodies are buried, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they got you. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm saying to you is at a season where you see the woman is evolving, yeah. you've got to evolve with it and say, okay, that was a beautiful season. I hope I've imparted what I needed to in that season, but now things have got to shift and mm. things have got to change. And when it changes, if you stay there, guess what's going to happen? You will lose the grace to be a good friend and you will do more damage than good anyway. Get us together now. Losing (laughs) the grace to be a good friend. Absolutely. Because now you're irritated, you're annoyed, you can't even serve this person well. Not only that, you will trigger their past traumas because your rejection, your lack of availability, they will see it as abandonment. Mm -hmm. They will see it as neglect. If they had that in their background, then you will trigger that. It will feel the same. So you will literally traumatize your friend when you don't. People have asked, oh, I'd love to mentor you. I'm sorry, I wouldn't do you great. I wouldn't do you well. And and so I'll have to turn people down because I know even when you want to be my friend, if I don't have the time, I will absolutely harm you before I will help you. And so I have to really be very intentional about all of my relationships. And at the point when you can't, Mm -hmm. you need to stop. Mm, That's good. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Over the last year, my life consisted of a series of transitions, and what I know for sure is that the path of least resistance isn't always the one to take. At first, I couldn't tell if I was going in the right direction, but sometimes in life we're faced with tough decisions, and the path forward won't always be easy. That's why I lean towards therapy when tasked with difficult decisions. Hear me clear, sis. Talking to a therapist can support you during those seasons of uncertainty. So if you're interested in giving it a try, I want to recommend BetterHelp Online Therapy. It's professional, affordable, convenient, and effective. Having benefited thousands of people thus far, you do not want to miss your opportunity to be in the number. Designed to help you move forward in life, BetterHelp will match you with the right licensed therapist based on your personal preferences. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire. You know you could use some guidance. We all can. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash Evolve today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Evolve. Okay, so there has been a, a transition that has occurred in my womanhood where I have gone from seeing my mother as just my mother and seeing her as a sister, uh, a sister in the Lord, a sister in life, a sister in parenting. Uh, that is a transition that I recognize I'm fortunate enough to have that not everyone else experiences. But I know that you have adult children. And so I am curious, what is it like for you to see your daughters who you were once, you know, raising and guiding and rearing and maybe to a certain extent still are. Right. <laughs> but to see them transition into womanhood and to see them woman to woman and not just as mother daughter. It has been Awesome for me to see this. But let me tell you something. It has been very intentional because mm. a lot of times what happens is with mothers, sometimes we don't know how to separate a relationship with a child in a relationship with an adult. Mm. And that has to be a very much on, on purpose. As much as I am a relationship expert, guess what? I, my daughter is married. Tiffany is married. And I do not give unsolicited marital advice to them. If they want to... Is to, that hard for you? Do you have to like bite your tongue or that comes easy for you? It really comes easy because my mother did this too. And okay. people would come and you know want to know about relationships. And she never, ever gave us unsolicited advice. Mm -hmm. So it's easier when you've seen something yeah. happen than when you're trying to overcome like an overparenter, you know, mm -hmm. somebody who's you know intrusive. And so, so it does come easy because it's just what I've that's the only thing I know mm -hmm. um, but but it has been intentional now let me tell you something as I'm watching them I actually some of the things that I see is you know what you actually love you worry too hard mm -hmm. during those teenage years sometimes wow um I, I remember when they were going through teenage years. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It was it was messy, okay? Yeah. And 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 I remember typing up. I just you know computers were just coming out back then that it, it for home could use. I typed up some some stuff and put it on the wall. And I would just go to the wall and stand there and said, "My the, uh, great will be the peace of my children because they are taught of the Lord." I would just stand there <laughs> and just recite the stuff, you know. And and I I mean you look and and say well plant things like oh. Oh, she's gonna be this, and she's gonna do this, and she's and all of these lies and and fear and things like that, and you can have the ability to act anxiously. So when I see that my daughters love God and my daughters are moving forward, and even though they're still like me, we all go through different things. It's still refreshing to know that God is faithful. Yeah, God is faithful, and and I think that because of that, that privilege of perspective, I just you know I I cherish it now, and I encourage people when you see that little girl. Don't judge her. Mm. I don't care what she's going through at what stage of her life she's in. Keep your mouth off of her. My mother taught me this. She said, she raised eight kids and she says, and we're all in church, right? So she says, I'm not going to out you, but I'm not going to cover you if you do wrong. I'm mm. not going to lie for you. Wow. And so she says, but I'm not going to, she says, I'm not going to go and testify about yeah. you. She said, because of this, she said, I have, I have, my love can cover you. And even remember your, your she called it when you was climbing fool's hill. And she said, <laughs> but I, my love can cover you. She said, 
But the other people, there's came. Mm. So I am not going to destroy you while you're young with my words and, and outing you. I'm going to let you because there's another call in the next half of your life. And so yeah. I'm just going to cover it, keep my mouth shut. But if somebody say you did something, I'm not going to sit there and lie. Mm-hmm. Can you remember the first time that you like looked at your daughter and like, that's a woman right there. Like she, that's woman stuff that she's doing and who she has become. Like, can you remember that transition? I've got... I was, I'm a bonus mom to two girls and they were on the edge of adulthood, but the girls who I birthed and I'm like watching them transition, I'm just wondering like, will, the, will I always see them as these like precious little girls, <laughs> which I'm sure maybe in some way I will, but like, will I also see that moment where they've like fully stepped into the fullness of who they are as women? The easiest one to see would be my youngest daughter because she's birthed my adoring grandson okay (laughs) (laughs) so I'm telling you like I'm like oh she can do no wrong okay you just keep mothering but I love how she mothers I love that she wants to take it to the next level I I love her involvement with them so when I watch her mother Mm. it brings me joy Mm -hmm. Tiffany when I watch her in business because I've always been in business so she's kind of you know when I see that I say and I see her working with her clients because I'm not her only client. And when I see her growing her business and doing what she needs to, that brings me joy. And seeing her in her relationship with her husband. Mm. And so that has brought me joy as well. So, so yeah, I, I, I can't remember the exact moment, but I think the moment that I get is like ongoing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that brings me to my next question because both of those things, whether it's your daughter with her business or your other daughter who's just had your grandson, I think it speaks to the ability to give a woman space to grow, change, and transform. Mm-hmm. And as it relates to sisterhood and really continuing to honor one another in the different stages of life, when we see someone expanding into an area that we never thought that they would be in or into a person who we never thought they would be. The grief of maybe losing the friend that we knew. so good. You know, maybe they got married, maybe they had children, they are in school, and the connection is not as tight as it once was. I'm wondering, what do we do with that grief? And how do we adjust to a new way of being sisters when life has changed? You know, you have to stop. And if you're grieving somebody else's success, Mm. you do have to stop and say, hey, do I have some abandonment Mm. in my childhood? Even if it was just a death, even if it was a, a, a parent that was not there, even if it was a parent that was too busy to be there, do you are you experiencing the same level of pain as this person is too busy for you or is not present for you? Is this what you're re-experiencing and therefore you're responding to that? Because a lot of times when somebody does not have the ability to celebrate your successes, it's because your success brings them some level of pain. And a lot of time that pain is not just the present pain, but it also speaks to the past pain. Mm. So your success is their loss. Their loss. Absolutely. But a lot of time that loss has been compounded. Mm. That yeah. you have to you have to see. It's not fresh. It's not fresh. It's not fresh. You you're 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 resurfacing something. But guess what? When you resurface that, it's for a reason. 
Because if it's down in their amygdala in the, you know, where the trauma center is, then God wants to get that up because that's your autopilot. If your autopilot, if your default settings is that and you don't even realize it's there and it's lying there, you need that excavated and out of you and healed. And so that you can actually see, no, this is my gain because as I began to celebrate my sister, as I began to allow her the wings to fly, then, you know, but here's the thing. When you were asking me about my sister, my sister is actually content with what she's doing. You know, she's just content with her life. She's not competing. She's not any of that stuff. If she were, then it might be some problems, you know, but she's just loves to celebrate me. So I love the fact that there is no competition, that she's where she wants to be. And where she wants to be is not anywhere near where I am, Mm. but she's still content. Okay, so now I have like 18,000 questions to ask (laughs) you because discontentment and sisterhood does breed envy and jealousy. It does. And... Okay, so that's one thing. I got, I should. I need a notebook. I'm gonna start taking notes <laughs> on my phone because, baby, we got questions. Okay, so we have the discontentment that produces envy that makes mm-hmm. it difficult for us to have sisterhood, and then there is a type of sisterhood that is only strong as long as a person stays down. Oh yeah. Is that the same thing as discontentment or is that control? Like, help me understand why we can only be sisters if I'm suffering, if I'm in pain. But the moment I start to feel confident or begin to have a sense of awareness and purpose, now your goal is to remind me how much of who I was or how much I need you. Are those two things connected or do you see them as separate? Well, sometimes they can be separate. Sometimes they can be connected. Let me tell you uh, when they are um, something separate. A lot of times what happens is this. When we have a low sense of our own self, because remember, all relationships, every relationship is going to be first affected by your relationship with yourself and how you see yourself. I cannot honor you more than I honor myself. Mm. I cannot see you more highly than I see myself. So what happens is this. When I don't see myself as acquired, ascribed honor, then... Because I've done nothing to earn it. I'm I'm searching for the achievement, but I can't match your achievement. You don't have to match my achievement. That you have been ascribed honor. If we can get that part now, but if I haven't, because trauma is distorted, sure. how I see myself, or whatever the case may be, my life right now is not does not look like the, I am honorable or I am doing things. This is what ends up happening. We feel that we have to form relationships off of people who need us rather than want us. And so we have codependent relationships. We will attract men or or husbands or children. We will keep children down and beat them down just so that they will be dependent on us. We will uh, pick men who don't have jobs and and who are are on their uh, who need an apartment and and bring them in and take care of them. We will pick friendships who they they can't pay rent or they they filling down or they're depressed and you just giving them a word and you praying over them you will do find people who need you and because you don't trust that you have the glue to be wanted mm. and therefore when that person has the options and this is the thing 
when you're talking about a sister, but I'm talking about parenting as well. That is probably the place that every parent has to come to, which if you can say your parent, your mother is your friend now, but this is the thing. Every parent knows this. While you're in my home, you need me. I'm paying the bills and we'll remind you. I'm the one who's doing this. I'm doing this. You have no options. However, when you have an option to choose me, there has to be something in the past in that relationship that I have done to make you want to come back to Thanksgiving meal, Mm. that want to come and visit me, that want to receive my call. Why? Not because I put you in a guilt trip, because you want. The same happens in relationships. If you, because now that you have the option and you're doing better and you're looking better and people are seeing you differently, will you choose me? We go back to the soul that we talked about. You, we want to mm. control people's soul. I need you to choose me, but you don't control people's soul. And the way they choose you may look different at different stages of their life. Yeah. I still choose you. But my time does not allow me the same uh, luxury as hanging out for five hours with you. Mm. Five hours, the the, the amount of stuff that I have to accomplish in five hours. Or the nothing I want to do in five (laughs) hours. If I got five hours, (laughs) I want to do nothing. Do you know how many Netflix series I could catch up on? Do you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so uh, it, it looks different. And they are different is fearful because different can be read and misinterpreted as we're not the you're you you don't want me you haven't chosen me because see if you're cognitive you have cognitive distortions you don't even know what that you're rejecting the person and this is what happens rejection is a is a big deal when you talk about rejection of you know between sisters rejection happens. The person who fears rejection the most, those are the people who reject the most often Mm -hmm. because they're expecting to be rejected. So you'll see them walking around without being friendly, kind of expecting it. And you you don't know how to read the room. And those who are dealing with that, like, oh, she maybe she thinks she's this or actually you're fearing rejection. And so what ends up happening is you will reject the people that you want to accept you. Wow. And call it they reject you. Mm. Okay, so all do you right. understand what I'm saying? When I, I when do, I do. I'm, I, you know, I think it's so easy to try and take that definition and ascribe it to a person I know, but I think to ascribe it to my own personal development, I think when I felt the most rejected, the the most unwanted, the most dishonorable, that I, it's crazy that like God has allowed me this opportunity to serve women because at the end of the day, I was so envious of women who looked like they had it together, of women who had done things the right way, of women who were excelling. And I know now that it was a reflection of how discontent I was within myself. And so I can imagine that I definitely carried myself with some like get away from me energy based off of the fact that I was afraid that proximity would lend me to rejection again. You know, sometimes I still, okay, therapy, here we go. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> someone asked me at a Woman Evolve event, they were like, how does it feel to be so beloved? And I was like, I don't like it. Like my initial reaction is I don't like it. And I think it is rooted in my experience with rejection and the fear that like people can love you one day and mm. walk away from you the other. And so on one hand, I, I, I love it and honor it, but I don't trust it. Mm, that is so important. That when you, when you say I don't trust it, because you've been traumatized by it. Yeah. The same people, and that's why I say you'll you'll you won't forget those people who treated you some kind of way when you were at your lowest. But this is the thing. This is the trick. When you don't trust it, even when you were at your lowest, when you were off putting or isolating or or whatever your energy was that you was feeding out to people. They thought it was because you thought you were better. Mm. They thought it was because you were the daughter of 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 uh, Pastor Jake, Bishop Jake. They thought you know all they they assumed things about you simply just you of a dad. Yeah. They they assumed things about you that were not true while you were pulling back because that's not what was going on internally. Yeah. So we're wrestling with people and when you bring it all to the table, no none of it is truth. It's just a bunch of lies being fed into our ears. And so we have to to do this. We don't have to trust people. Love trusteth all things, believeth all things, but it believes what the Bible says. It believes in your ability to recover. Yeah. And that's what you have to really believe in. Mm. Even if this person now at your level now think about this. Trauma says, I remember when the whole place, I was I was somebody and then I was nobody. Yeah. I remember falling from grace, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you remember that and now it's your your status. It'll say, what if it all falls off today? Well, guess what? You are not your 13-year-old self. Mm. Let's put this in perspective. How exactly what would you fall from? What would what exactly? Mm. How much would you truly lose? Because some of this you do because it's your calling, not because you wake up every day. I don't wake up every day and say, "Love McPherson, let's go to the TV, let's mm -hmm. go do this." Let's. I do this because this is what I'm called to do, right? Yeah. But I'm I'm really loving those five hours in bed if I could, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And so what I'm saying to you is, you will be. You, you, they don't have the same power over you, the same ability to topple you, even at your knowledge, your anointing, your ability, what you have. It's, it just doesn't feel it won't be the same. But trauma won't tell you that. Wow. It'll say you will go on and experience the exact same thing, and we will fear that. And it's just not true. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. That's my way of saying I'll take that marinade on it when I don't have lights and cameras in front of me. But what heavy on the whatever, okay? Courtesy of Stylish J. Bowling, your girl is known to serve a look or whatever. So what inside scoop can I give the girls when it comes to must-have wardrobe essentials? Sculpting bodysuits. They are the firm foundation your waist has been searching for. And recently shopping for a new bodysuit, I decided to finally give Skims a try and it's totally worth the hype. The feeling is like no other shapewear I've worn before. It's so stretchy and 
soft that you'll forget you're wearing it. With sizes available in extra, extra small to 4X, Skims is a solution-oriented brand creating the next generation of underwear, loungewear, and shapewear for everybody. I love their contouring bodysuits and think everyone should experience this level of comfort. The Fits Everybody collection of bodysuits are lightweight, form-fitting essentials that stretch to twice its size. They are sold in a range of cuts and fits along with nine core colorways and limited edition seasonal color. Sis, you've got to give them a try. Believe the hype. This collection has over 90,000 five-star reviews for a reason. Skims Fit Everybody and more best-selling essentials are available now at skims.com. Plus, get free shipping on orders of $75 all at skims.com. After you place your order, be sure to let them know we sent you. Select podcast in the survey and be sure to select Woman Evolve in the drop-down menu that follows. How intentional do you think it is for us to really take the time to celebrate the women in our lives who are showing up in ways that maybe they don't see? Like, I think sometimes as women, we can become so used to all of us doing what needs to be done, doing what we have to do, that we take for granted and as normal Mm. the supernatural strength it takes to be a woman. I'm thinking that this morning I was getting my makeup done and a fellow mom, school had just started, and she was telling me how she was like rushing out of the door and she was, you know, the son's got, uh, uh, he's got football practice, I think. And so she's like, he's at six and these are seven. We're rushing and we're getting here on time. And I was like, girl, I understand. Like, cause I'm like giving my list, but neither of us take the time to really be like, you know what? Like, I'm proud of you. Like, yes, maybe it's the basics. Yes, you had to do what you had to do. But at the end of the day, I know it wasn't easy from firsthand experience. And I just want to like tip my hat off to you for out here doing the hard things that no one else could do, would do, or want to do, but you're standing up to it. How often do we need to do that with the women in our lives? We need to do it regularly, not only to the women in our lives, but to ourselves. Oh, okay. And when you make it a mm. habit of doing it to yourself, and I'm going to tell you why. It, 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 it's, it may sound technical, but, I, but, but, but it has, you have to pay attention to the fact that this is the truth. God knew how he created us. And there were certain things he told us to remember. Remember about ourselves. Remember our positions and things like that. Why? Because we have, I think it's, 75,000 thoughts Mm. every day, 75,000 thoughts. And we have, our brain will function at, we have the capacity to hold the entire store, the entire internet. But at the same time, 50% of what we learn, we dump within an hour Mm. of learning it. So our brain chooses for us what we want to re- it wants us to remember and usually it's negativity bias. It tells us remember the pain because yeah. you don't want to have to experience that past pain again. Remember this, that was bad. Remember this was bad. It's always trying to protect you. On purpose and only on purpose will you remember to do the good things. Mm. It will dump it within an hour. You will have gone through all of that this morning. And by the time this evening, you will not have celebrated. You will not have congratulated yourself or others because it has dumped it within an hour. Because the next hour, you're back to doing, making more decisions. You're back to to working it. 
So what you have to do is on purpose, remember, think on these things. Remember, this is this is the creator of you telling you, I know I created this brain better than AI. It, it, it is it is a, a, a system of that is greater than any computer. I need you to be very intentional about what is programmed inside of you. Yeah in order to uh, reach your maximum performance. And I am telling you, to reach your maximum performance, you must, on purpose, take notes to, just like those the emails you're sending out every day with the fasting yeah. and all the things, this is intentional. This is what I want you to think on as you're preparing yourself. And as they make that a 40-day habit, as, as they're approaching, that's what's going to happen. You reprogram. This is what you think on. This is what you pray on. This is what you meditate on. This is what you listen to. Think on these things. Don't let it dump out of your brain. And then you continue on autopilot. Never show appreciation to yourself. And therefore, you don't even have a habit of appreciating others. Mm. And so make sure that that is an intentional behavior that you cultivate within yourself. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I, was, I think I'm going to use that one. <laughs> All right. So real fast, who in the delegation is down for guided meditation? Don't worry. I'll wait. With my life and during a series of transitions, I've been using the Abide app to increase self-awareness and be in the present moment. Abide is the number one Christian meditation app with features that encourage regular, relevant, and transformative connection with Jesus Christ. Given our Woman Evolve theme for this year is hope, I recently listened to a guided meditation titled Hope Field Living with Romans 15, 13 in mind. I was able to rest in the truth of what God said about me. Abide Bible Meditation Prayer is an immersive experience that has not only deepened my spiritual health, but serves as a tool to practice mindfulness in my everyday life. Sis, with meditation content for spiritual growth, healing, guidance, and purpose, this wellness app can do the same for you. Download the Abide app today and find peace amidst the chaos. Right now, I have a special offer when you subscribe. 25% off your first year when you sign up for the premium subscription, but only if you text my promo code EVOLVE to 22433. Don't wait. Download Abide, Sleep, and Pray Meditation today and text my promo code EVOLVE to 22433 today to get 25% off. Oh, goodness. Okay, before we go, um, I hope I can ask this properly. Absolutely. It is my belief that when you have experienced trauma, especially when you internalize it, I guess often when you externalize it as well, that the hardest person to be a sister to is the woman we were yesterday, the woman we were at our lowest, mm. the woman we were when we were making the mistakes. I like to call it Eve behavior yeah. when we knew better but didn't do better. And often we do try to achieve our way out of it or ignore it, pretend it all together. How do we reclaim unity within ourselves by becoming a sister to the darkest version, most angry, most bitter version of who we are? Oh, that is such a dynamic question. A lot of times when I'm working with my clients, what I'll do is I will take them back to their 
seven-year-old self or their 13-year-old self or their 20-some-year-old self. And I will ask them to look around the room. They A lot of times they say there's a domestic violence or something like that or, there, you know, things are happening. And I'll say, look at, look at your seven-year-old self. What is she thinking? They're, they're not in tune with their seven-year-old self because they're so busy looking externally. They, because other people have forgotten to scan them, mm. they have forgotten to scan themselves because it has been normalized to dismiss how you're feeling about me knocking your mother up against the head or somebody shooting your brother. Because we've become, th- that child was conditioned to just get up and keep moving they forgot to stop and look at themselves. And I will make them go back and say, "What? look at her eyes. What does she need you to do? Mm. And I need you to walk into the room and talk to your 13-year-old self or talk to your 7-year-old self and tell her what she needs to hear. And I'll make them get down and hold her and tell her she, they love her. And a lot of times that does bring you to tears because... You have gotten so used to how people treated her and how you saw her. You've got to look at her different because let me tell you something. If you didn't have your 13-year-old self, you would not be here today. Yeah. Those ladies who show up, they say, she, th- you offer hope because you were them. You understood you understand their pain. You understand their traumas. You know, and so if you, if, if it wasn't for her, if it wasn't for her understanding certain things, you would never, and your ability to not pretend she was, do never exist? Yeah. Then you'd never be who you are on this stage. It was her who got you here. She walked you onto that stage. She walked you to this point. You've got to honor her for that. You have got to appreciate that she did not stop right there and fall right there, but she kept moving. The, the, the tenacity, the prayers, the godliness, the determination to move forward. How can you not honor a 13-year-old like that? or a seven-year-old, or a woman who went through that type of di- public divorce, or you, I'm talking about yeah. anybody. Mm-hmm. And so you have to stop. You have to pause and see when life and things have turned on you, but it has brought you to this place. You've got to go back and say, I love you, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Hold them. Look into their eyes. Thank you. I feel like that portion of it is going to, if this podcast is going to be what someone replays and replays and helps to deliver them from the bondage of shame, of fear, of the future. Yes. Um, so thank you. Thank you for that. It's been such a pleasure. Okay, no, wait, before you go. Okay. <laughs> Can you tell me the woman who has been the most influential in helping you to reclaim your little girl? Mm. I would say it would be my mother. Mm. My mother was so instrumental. And I think that she 
helped me uh, reclaim her in all of her teachings. Um, but also, I would say it started before I knew it. It started in my childhood at my birth because she named me love. Yeah. And she named me love because of her love for my dad. And um, But but she, I was able to reclaim it by actually one day God said to me, what is in your house? And I knew there was wisdom in my house. And people would say, oh, they... I was just talking, saying stuff my mother said and things I've normalized in my home. And people would take me taken aback. I had to stop and see mm. there's value in this even on relationships because my mother always talked about relationships. That was just a normal conversation in our home. And I thought everybody was having conversations about relationships. And when the influence on my little girl who on the schoolyard who got tired of people saying love and making faces and somebody says, what's your name? And I said, Gloria. Mm -hmm. And I remember standing in a crowd like a couple days later and somebody was saying, Gloria, Gloria. And I wouldn't respond. And she turned, she hit me on the back and she said, Gloria. And my friends, I, I mm -hmm. broke from the circle and my friend said, her name ain't Gloria. That's love. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't appreciate it. Mm. The little girl didn't appreciate her name. Didn't realize that my mother saw something in my name. She saw something in me. And so she's able to help me go back, reclaim my name, yeah. which is my purpose, which is my ministry, which yeah. is my anointing and my call. Yeah. What do you hope that she knows about her inspiration in your life? I would hope that my mother would know that she has succeeded in the generational legacy of leaving uh, a priceless gift behind. Mm. That all of her work and her ministry and her prayers, um, even her confession that I have not birthed one child to populate hell, mm. that all of those prayers everything she spoke over me, everything she encouraged, everything she took from me and in, <laughs> in the many hours of making me memorize 1 Corinthians 13 chapter, <laughs> the whole chapter, not verses, and, you know, doing all of the, the chapter learning, it all paid off. Mm. Now, your mama was in love. She had eight kids and she still named you love. Like, it's one thing See, to name the first one love. I say that all the time. I was the sixth child and she named her love. So I knew they, and Baby, they did. Baby, I don't, want, I don't want none of that. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to stick around it. I said, the kitchen is closed. <laughs> I mean, listen, okay, we got to find, we're going to name a business love, name a car love, but I don't know about these children. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your heart and the work that you do. We're better. And thank you for this opportunity. It's been such a pleasure to be uh, just with you and to, to watch you grow and to watch your ministry manifest and for you to be a part of the wounds and the bruises ministry like mm, I am. Yeah. And to, to, to see you doing that and the chastisement ministry that you are offering what the blood has prepared for the people and what Jesus' blood did, we cannot just skip it and cross over to the healing ministry, physical healing. Yeah. We've got to go through, get all of the goodness yeah. that he paid for. And I just love that you are building conferences on the healing part that he did. Mm, thank, you. thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
Dr. Love, it was an absolute pleasure to glean from your insight and expertise. I appreciate you taking the time to teach us how to give our girls their flowers, but also how to give ourselves our flowers. It will stick with me what you said about going back to visit that little girl within and being the best big sister to her possible. I can't wait to hear how nurturing one another's growth and development unlocks the potential of sisterhood in your life. Make sure you drop us a line on the socials or even send us an email. We want to hear how you're honoring the sisters that you have within reach. See you next week. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. 